2: Good morning, Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Wednesday. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? Hey, Claude.
0: How are you doing? Hello, Jacqueline. Happy hump day to you and your loved ones. I am doing splendiferously. I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. Yesterday was the longest day of my Mm -hmm. life. Um, But I'm excited to be here because we have got a bang out, drag out, Episode. What's the phrase?
2: I don't know what you're trying to say, but we do have a blockbuster episode for you today. If we may just walk you through it really quickly. Obviously, we have the Fast Five stories. And you know what? They are extremely varied, and I look forward to getting your take on them.
0: We're varied queens.
2: We are. Then we'll be recapping Real Housewives of New Jersey, another great episode from the ladies last night. Can't freaking wait. Also, I watched the first episode of Gilded Age yesterday. mm I don't have enough to say to, but I'll put it in the TV segment because who the fuck cares? Yeah. (laughs) Then you sat down yesterday with Sophia Franklin and conducted one of the best podcast interviews I've ever watched. Like, you know how I've been like looking for podcast content to watch? Mm -hmm. Well, you're interview with Sophia was like meant for me I was your target audience and I thoroughly enjoyed it I was cracking up the two of you are so funny there was so much good tea information lessons wisdom being shared spilled and I just enjoyed it so much I'm so excited for everyone to hear it
0: well let me tell oh <clears throat> getting emotional emotional let me tell you that I don't think I've ever been, like, so taken by someone's presence in my life. I had never met Sophia before. Obviously, like, I've DM'd and texted with her a bunch, but never met in person. And she is, first of all, she's gorgeous. But she's just, like, this, she really is that girl. Like, she's just so, she has this great presence about her. We were we were having, like, technical difficulties. So for, like, 20 minutes, we just sat there and, like, talked. And we were, like, tears in our eyes, hysterical laughing. She's so funny and I think like no matter where you ended up like on what side of the call her daddy divorce um you should listen to the episode because I think her POV and honestly I didn't want to get so much into call her daddy I didn't want her to feel uncomfortable but she was really open so I just let her say her piece I wasn't really planning on going that deep but she was open and there's some good tea in there obviously but also I don't know I just think don't write Sophia off she's extremely funny her point of view is super interesting she's been through a lot and I think you'll I think you'll see things differently after the episode or if anything you'll just have an appreciation for someone who's really funny and who can laugh at herself and Fofia Yanklin like it was just it was really like an amazing experience and then I also podcasted with her for her podcast and I do believe that comes out today and there were some also juicy tidbits on there as well
2: more content for me to consume I'm so excited and also I I think you could say she's textbook everything of the sort I think those are the words you're looking for
0: a hundred percent like she was just (laughs) sitting across from me like putting on her Charlotte Tilbury like nude lip liner and I was like this is a girl like I want to be like she's just fabulous
2: wow I'm wearing Charlotte Tilbury today too
0: Me too. It just wasn't the same. It just doesn't look the same. No, it was different. Like she did it differently and it was so cool. And I just I felt like I was in high school, like with one of the popular girls. Like (laughs) she was just so in person, like so radiant and so funny. And I was like I was like giddy when I left because I think she's thinking about moving back to New York. And I just wanted to like get drinks, you know.
2: Yeah, that's the best feeling. Also, speaking of getting drinks, it looks like you had a really interesting evening last night. So let me just tell you you about my day. Share with the class. Okay, tell us about your day.
0: I went to the studio um, to podcast with you. And we haven't been to the studio in months. And I just went through every package. It was literally a warehouse. So I was sweating like an animal. We had mattresses, nutrition bars, like all these packages. I was sweating like an animal. Then I sat down and recorded Melissa Gorga's podcast, which was really fun, like a lot of Jersey tea. Um, And I think it comes out this week or next. I'm not 100% sure. Then Sophia got there. We did our segment. Then we did Sophia's segment. I came home, got dressed, showered, and I went to a Torah class, you know, a little Tamar Judge Bible study moment, um, which I haven't been to in a while. I used to go to a lot before COVID, and it was really um, like an eye-opening experience. I guess I didn't realize, like, I have... It take, I don't know what it was, but like it it was an, an eye-opening experience because I realized I think I've been very disconnected from my faith. Like I, I was just like – I was sitting at the Torah class and it all felt so far and when I used to do this so frequently and I felt like guilty. And actually the Torah class was really perfect for me because – and I just wanted to share. I think it's it's obviously a Jewish class, but there was like the overall message that I think is nice for whatever religion you are. For um share. She was basically saying like – Judaism or you can apply it to whatever religion you are like faith is like an inheritance there's four kids the dad leaves them 10 million dollars each and even if there's one kid who has a lot of money already he's still entitled to that 10 million dollars just as much as the person who's not the most well off and it's like your faith is an inheritance like even if you have an abundance of it like you always want more and even if you are not like the most involved and spiritual you've been like, you're still entitled. We are all children of God. Like we're all entitled to that inheritance. And no matter what spectrum of the religious scale you are, like we are all God's people. It was, and I was just like feeling guilty. Cause like I never go to the Torah classes and she was like speaking directly to my soul.
2: That's Claudia, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that little tidbit. Yeah, I think that um, I think that especially in COVID, a lot of people have felt like disconnected from faith. I mean, on a very technical level, like not being able to go to a house of to worship, church. yeah, to a Torah class. So I'm glad that you reconnected. It sounded like you had a very balanced day. You know, podcast, 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 Torah, Tyler C.
0: Yes, yeah, so then I went over to Tyler C.'s apartment, um, and I had to, like, skedaddle out of the Torah class just a little early. And they're like, where are you going? I'm like, I have to go to my boyfriend's apartment. Sorry. Um, and he's on this new TV show called The Real Dirty Dancing. And I watched last week, and then this week's episode, he invited a couple people over to watch. And it was really fun. And he's so good on the show, and he's, like, so proud of it. And everyone should watch. It's a really cute show. And then we just, like, hung out, ate pizza. And I was just, like, one of Tyler's girls, you know? That's so
2: cute. You know what's such a random coincidence? This always happens to me on my time hop. But I was on time hop, and two years ago today, we went to Tyler C. No, two years ago yesterday, we went to Tyler C's apartment for that party. That time, isn't that so weird? Oh you were gosh, there so on the same was- day. You were on the same day. You were there on the same day two years apart.
0: No, that's it's my Tyler anniversary. That's beautiful.
2: <laughs> Do you think Tyler C is the person who wrote in about having a threesome um, with you and bed?
0: With me and Ben. <laughs> it's possible. I don't want to, you know, we really take pride in our Dear Toaster segment being completely anonymous, so I don't want to out anyone, but it's entirely possible.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. Well, I'm so glad that you had such a well-rounded day, really, and that we get we get the fruits of your labor. All this content, content, content. How was your content. day, Pregio? Preggio. Thanks for asking. My day was the same as usual. Actually, not really. I skipped over my nap cuz I thought it would enable me to go to bed earlier and I was like that sounds like a nice idea. So I got into bed at 10:30 and of course I was up till 1 still. But I did go to the doctor yesterday. I have another appointment today and we got to see like the sonogram stuff, but baby was hiding. We didn't honestly, we didn't see shit. And I was so fucking so tired. Shy. This is the baby. <laughs> I'm shy. Oh. <laughs> Um, and I was so tired that I was like closing my eyes on the table. I was like, there was nothing to see oh. here. By Kevin Wilson. Okay. So um, literally, just in, it was then quiet. Then I spoke to you. Then I watched your interview with Sophia, which was really uh, the highlight of my day. Then I watched Gilded Age, Real Houses of New Jersey, usual business, nothing to report. I watched
0: New Jersey. Also, we'll talk about it in the TV recap um I actually watched the interview with Sophia when I got home yesterday like to relive it and then I watched it again this morning I'm like obsessed with it
2: <laughs> <laughs> well if you're listening as a podcast it'll be at the end of this episode and if you're watching on YouTube it will already be up on YouTube like before this video goes up so hopefully you will have already treated yourself to
0: it yeah it's a real treat it's a sweet treat a sweet treat um so I think without further uh, did it did it do where are you where is do I've heard he's
2: out of the house
0: No, he's home. He's scratching at my door. Um, He wants to come inside with mom, but mom's busy.
2: Damn. So I guess without further ado to do to do at the door, it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast.
0: And today's episode is brought to you by That's It Nutrition. That's It makes delicious, convenient, plant-based super snacks from only the purest ingredients. And that's it. All of their snacks are natural, non-GMO, and preservative-free with no added purees, juices, or concentrates. That's it. They offer a broad range of convenient on-the-go snacks with all items containing six ingredients or less. They make fruit snacks that are actually made from 100% real fruit, which is a mind-blowing concept. Their snacks are school-safe because they're completely free from the top 12 allergens. That's It makes snacks without secrets, so the ingredients on the front of the packaging match the ingredients on the back. they are fruit bars, which is their top-selling bar in America, which we have a huge stockpile of at the studio that I was eating all day yesterday. Um, they contain 100% fruit, and they're so good. Their simple, recognizable ingredients come in portable, convenient formats. You can find That's It nationwide at your local Starbucks, at major retailers such as Target, Walmart, Whole Foods, and Costco, and online at Amazon, and that's it fruit.com. Head over to that's dot com slash toast and use the code toast to receive 20% off your first order. That's it dot com slash toast and use code toast to receive 20% off your first order. Today's episode is also brought brought to you by Third Love, one of our favorite brands here at the Morning Toast, an OG sponsor. You guys know how in love we are with their bras because not only are they great quality, but they know how to fit a breast. And I think the greatest asset Third Love has is their fit quiz, their fitting room quiz, because I think a lot of us are walking around wearing the wrong bra size. I know I was for like at least 10 years, and it wasn't until I took this really in-depth quiz on Third Love about the shape of my boob, are my cups flowing over, is my band too tight? It's good questions, and then I realized what my true size was, and I was wearing the totally wrong size, and then they have so many different bra options. So the fitting room quiz makes it easy to find a bra that actually fits there. It's like a personal shopper, but better because it focuses on size, breast shape, current fit issues, your personal style, and they have the love your fit guaranteed. So if you don't love your fit, you can exchange and return and they're free for 30 uh, for 60 days. Excuse me. Their team of expert fit stylists is available to chat via text um, and answer all your questions. And their latest Deco Lace Collection is designed to make you feel sexy 365 days of the year. Putting on this collection feels like indulging in yourself every day. day. Third love does comfort, so you can do you. So obviously their bras are amazing, but they also have underwear, activewear, Wear and feel good all day. Wear that are designed to hug better, hold stronger, and support longer. Third Love obsesses over each stitch, so you never have to think about how something feels, looks, or wears. The 5 star reviews don't lie. Feeling is believing. Upgrade to everyday pieces that love your body as much as you do. Right now, you can get twenty percent off your first order at thirdlove.com/toast. That's twenty percent off at thirdlove.com/toast. Now, I did want to say one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I apologize for what's going on behind me It is Wednesday, everyone knows that's the day I do my laundry um, And I just want to let you know Theo has entered the building, so we can officially get started
2: We can officially get started I saw that behind you, Hi. it's the changing of the sheets Very exciting
0: It's the changing of the guards Exactly <clears throat> Okay, let's get into the stories Every time you cough or choke I'm like, it's time <laughs> Call Zach Oh, my God. I called Margo today because I had something so juicy to tell her that I'll tell you afterwards. Um, and she didn't pick up. And I'm like, if you don't call me back right now. And she goes, Jackie's in labor. Oh, my God. I'm like You would be hearing it from me. No, I would be hearing it the same way you do
2: totally actually if we were like on the toast you might have a a, you know a fast track to knowing but it's the same thing here like every time I'm like Zach like asking for like you know Mm. him to bring me a glass of water he's like (laughs) 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 he's like you can't and literally he'll come in to the like or he'll be in the other room and I'm like uh like just sighing just a general malaise as one does and he's like you can't do that I'm like I can't
0: do what speak breathe
2: (laughs) breathe literal breathe
0: I just want to say if LC is a true content creator, he would know the timing for him to come would be on the podcast because literally that would be so meta, so everything. Like I just think it's something LC should think about.
2: If my water broke during the podcast. Well, so sickening. So sickening. But depending on like when your water breaks and such, we could keep podcasting. Because I have time, like, you do have a lot of time before you need to go to the hospital. It's would not, you like, ever? Imminent. It would depend where we're at in the show because then also I need to get the episode up. Like, I'm still right. going to sit here and work. Right, 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 right.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That's that's like, I remember when I was a kid, I think the first, like, labor on reality TV I saw was Kourtney Kardashian's first birth and her water breaks and we're used to seeing the movies. Oh, get the bag, get the car. Yeah. And she takes a shower and blows out her hair. I'm like, this bitch is crazy. But that's it's actually no, what happens.
2: That's actually what happens. You spend a good amount of time at home, you see how far apart your, attra- your contractions are once they get to a certain point, you go to the hospital. So there's a chance if we were podcasting, I would just sit here in my in my amniotic fluid. Oh, and and
0: and, and we literally and we'd have contractions with you, like right? Like
2: yeah. That's not a contraction. I think the labor contractions are like doubled over in pain for about 1 minute and then you get a few minutes off Ooh. yeah
0: that sounds horrible godspeed yeah. godspeed
2: thank you well let's get into the stories our first story some hosting news sherry Shepard will be named the permanent guest host of the wendy williams show Sherry Shepard is set to be named the permanent guest host of The Wendy Williams Show following her health hiatus in September 2021. Beginning in September 2022, the former view co-host will take over the series regularly. However, one source tells Page Six that the move will not be forever. TMZ reports that producers will monitor Wendy's progress between now and September, which is when they would premiere the show's 15th season. If Wendy is healthy enough to host by then, she'll be welcomed back with open arms. If not, Sherry will take over and producers will consider a name change for the
0: talk show. Wow. Well, obviously, um, it's not going to be Sherry on the Wendy show. But I have to say, they've been having a large, like a huge rotation of people. I know Michael Rappaport, Heather McDonald, Jerry O'Connell. Mm-hmm. Also, did you see Heather McDonald posted a video talk about of her faint? Fame- oh, okay. Yes. She's such an icon. Okay. Um, so they had a lot of Leah Remini I saw a very funny segment that she did so I think Sherry Shepard is great she obviously has a ton of hosting experience she was on The View um, and she's also just like like an American icon honestly so I think it's a great selection but I am confused I just feel like we've been in this limbo with he- Wendy for so long and yeah. I do feel like it's time to just like move on like this they're like she's a permanent host but it's temporary we'll reassess in November like which is it? No, she's the permanent guest host. Right. Like, it's just confusing.
2: I agree that it's confusing, but I'm sure, you know, they I'm sure they're reticent to change the entire show, considering it's been such a success. People love Wendy. And even if this is like a slow, you know, it's ultimately it it will no longer be the Wendy Williams show. I think they probably want to ease the audience into it as opposed to just being like, Wendy's over. Here's your new show. You know, and yeah. I think they want to just retain that audience so making the changes incremental might be easier for o- the audience to digest.
0: Yeah, I mean, I have do have a feeling, my gut is just saying Wendy will not return and I do feel like it's the end of an era. Like she is there's no show, she's not like other hosts. There's really no show like Wendy. Like she's incredibly unfiltered, borderline offensive sometimes, but like it's refreshing because everyone is not like that. So mm-hmm she if she if this is the end of her show career I do feel like she will be missed and there will be like a huge gap in the market and whoever comes in will be great but there is no one like Wendy honestly love her or hate her like you have to acknowledge she's not like other hosts
2: no and it's so hard to have continued success in this space so whatever she's been doing she's obviously doing something right and it it definitely is signals the end of an era though I do think Sherry Shepard will do a great job
0: Me too. I just I also feel like we haven't gotten like a really like good understanding of what Wendy's going through. So I just wanna wish her well, you know? But I am confused.
2: Yes, I I agree. And I hope that she takes the time that she needs. And even once she does start feeling better, that doesn't necessarily mean like you should go back to working five like it's a taxing job mentally, physically, emotionally. And sometimes you just need a to be not working.
0: Agreed, and I'm sure whatever she's going through, like the stress of being a daytime host, was not helping.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Wishing her the best, truly.
2: Truly, okay. Our next story, for James. Me, it's something that you just mentioned. I'm just gonna scoot it on up to the top. These stories oh, good. are the stories are kind of out of order today. There's no like usually I try to um have them like make a bit of sense, but they don't make sense today. The 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 chronology. Heather McDonald posted yes, a video.
0: Don't don't, need, don't explain yourself. You are an artist, and what you do is beautiful and important. And I don't really feel like you have to explain yourself, honestly.
2: Thank you, Claudia. But Heather McDonald That's is posting beautiful. the video of herself on of her onstage faint that resulted in a skull fracture. So
0: over the weekend, Heather actually, McDonald, wait, Jackie. Hmm, This story actually should have been slated behind the Wendy story because the video of Heather fainting reminded me so much of the video of Wendy Williams fainting. They're identical.
2: Yes. Oh, my God. Watching someone faint is shocking.
0: (gasps) I hate it. Oh, my God. Heather McDonald
2: shared video footage of her fainting spell that took place on stage over the weekend in Tempe, Arizona. The comedian fell after taking the stage for a stand-up set on Saturday night and was later admitted to the hospital with a skull fracture. On Tuesday, she shared a clip of the moment along with the jokes that preceded it about how she's been COVID (laughs) vaccinated. She has the flu shot. She has the shingle shot and how Jesus loves her. And (laughs) then she (laughs) fainted.
0: Okay, Heather's such an icon, first of all, like the fact that she posted this video because it's not like a super flattering video like it's and she could have. It's not like this was being aired like with the Wendy video, that video just got shared and shared because it happened on air. This is a video that the comedy club recorded. A lot of clubs can record your show for you, which as a comedian is really helpful to rewatch the show over. And so she didn't have to share this with us. She didn't. But she did, and that's why she's an icon. I think the la- the last thing she says being Jesus loves me, it's like you actually can't write comedy that good, honestly. Like <laughs> she said, clearly, Jesus
2: loves me the most. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and then and I think the audience, they didn't realize oh, at first. They didn't move. They didn't move. They didn't flinch because they thought it was part of this bit because it all like together is comical a bit Seri- it's scary yeah, and, and serious but if you're sitting in a comedy club like you would probably would imagine it's part of the bit
0: so literally like i watched a video a couple times over and i'm watching different people in the audience and nobody moved a muscle like not a flinch oh my god and first of all you can see really where she fractures her skull she goes down hard on her the back of her head and she must be in a lot of pain so like wishing her like a speedy recovery that's And I think for whatever type of performer you are, like you always get nervous. Like I always think, like what if I have diarrhea on stage? Like my stomach starts to hurt and I get like sweaty Shawn Mendes vibes. You know, that's my personal. But I think a lot of people think, like, what if I faint? And I always say, like, if I go on and like I can't remember what I'm about to say, like one of these days I'm just gonna fake faint. Um, so just know if you come to my show and I faint, like it's fraudulent, just like me. Stop.
2: Then they'll be playing this clip when you really do faint, and then this will be another ironic moment. So take that back.
0: I've never fainted. I take it back. Sorry. I do take it back. I'll, I would actually never fake faint. That's disgusting. Um, you also wouldn't be fainting. good at
2: fake fainting because you wouldn't commit to the fall. You would like, you know, um, buffer your head or something. Yeah. And we would all know.
0: We would know. No, it's true. Because like in order for it to be like a real faint, like every muscle in your body, like everything just shuts down. Like yeah. you're completely limb.
2: Yeah. You wouldn't be able to commit to that. Limp. Limp. Limb. No.
0: Limbs are limp. Yeah. Have you fainted once in high school, right? I do believe that caught you.
2: Yeah, because I donated blood and I was just too small and I shouldn't have. I
0: literally, you guys, I'll never forget. I'm on the third floor walking by the elevator. Jackie's walking this way, like towards me. What great timing that we just happened to be near one another. She donated blood and she don't look so good. (laughs) She's like (laughs) a little, she's a little green and she's like wobbling. And I'm like, hey, sis, you good? Boom. Falls Falls on the floor. Our history teacher, Dr. Deutsch, came and picked you up. And then you threw up on him.
2: No. So what happened was, so then they came and picked me up and they put me in a wheelchair just to, like, move me around. And the nurse, like, I'm sorry, this is just, like, some trauma, gave me a bag to throw up in and so I was sitting in the wheelchair I threw up in the bag and the bag didn't have a fucking bottom it, it had a
0: huge b- hole
2: <laughs> it was a bottomless bag I threw up all over my lap disgusting
0: yeah. <clears throat> Disgusting. Yeah. it was like and everyone in the school was buzzing about it. oh my god it was, god, like, it was like biggest in between, drama
2: it was in between classes everyone was like flooding out and there, it, Shuffling. there she was and I mean I tried to do a good deed obviously I haven't donated blood since I'm, I'm
0: clearly not a candidate no, you're not equipped. Um, but is that the only time you fainted?
2: Yes, that's the only time I fainted.
0: It's one of my biggest fears. Like it looks so scary i i it's one of my biggest fears,
2: yeah, yeah, especially I mean, for Heather, and it, obviously she's joking about, it, and she's back on her podcast, so I'm sure she's doing okay, but still like a very scary situation,
0: so scary, but she's like a she's really like such a seasoned comedian that she can make a joke out of this because, like. Some people might feel embarrassed by it some people might not want to show the video and she's just an like an icon and a legend she's a podcaster she knows the importance of sharing content with her audience and I just have so much respect for Heather McDonald always but today in particular
2: agreed completely. Okay, our next story is really funny. It's a story for you. French Montana can't believe that he once met the Tinder Swindler, and he has the yes. photo to prove it. So French Montana posted a selfie of him and Simon Lavov, a.k.a.
0: the Tinder Swindler. Leviev Leviev, yeah. get it right. <laughs> Don't get it. And actually, me. that's not even his real name, and I think it's actually really disrespectful that this article to- is using his real name. His name is Shimon Hayut.
2: Okay, so... He posted a picture with Shimon Hayou while he was pretending to be Simon Lavov. Um, and he was so surprised that he's rubbed elbows with the fraudster. I guess he's been watching the documentary also. And he found the picture and said, I can't believe I met the swindler <laughs> <laughs> laughing emoji.
0: OK, I have so many questions about this. One, because it appears as though they're on a commercial flight. And we all know Simon Levav never flew commercial. Two, mm. this picture just was posted and taken so out of context. I think a lot of people were like, "Oh my god, they're together right now." I actually didn't realize until this moment that this was like an old picture that that French Montana like found. Yeah, because Simon is back to he's was he's out of prison. He's flying on jets again. Nobody knows what he does for a living. He's got all these beautiful women around him. So I thought this was something happening now, but I guess it's not.
2: No, I guess it's not. But it's so funny because I feel like oftentimes with these uh, schemesters and fraudsters, they taught they taught these like celebrity con- connections while they're doing their scheme and of course like the celebrities are like shudder to think like I don't fucking know this person how did my name right. get entangled with them and like to then imagine being French Montana and like watching he probably watched this documentary and then like saw that he's actually met this person and leaning into it is so funny as opposed to like pretending you know Like it didn't happen.
0: Yeah. Every once in a while we're watching like a documentary and some celebrity makes their way in there. I forget what I was just watching. And I think it was Gwyneth Paltrow was in it. Like it was like her cousin. Oh, 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 we work. We work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did an interview. The wife was like this wellness freak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every now and then it comes up and it's so funny. And you're right. Like seeing French lean into it is fun and this just further, you know, cements why I have, like, a special place in my heart for French Montana, always and forever.
2: Yeah, that is really funny. You saw that they're making a movie about WeWork, like, a real – it's with um, Anne Hathaway is playing the the wife. Mm. And I forget who's playing Adam,
0: but – I mean, if I remember correctly, when we watched the documentary and then recapped it, I do believe the overall message was, like, is this a story worth telling? Um. And now it's a story being told again. So I mean I'll watch it, of course, but I don't know, I just didn't think it was like that crazy of a documentary.
2: I agree. I didn't think it was that crazy of a story.
0: But that's just me. I have a high bar because I watch Locked Up Abroad, you know?
2: Yeah, they should make that into a movie.
0: <sighs>
2: Are you ready for our next story?
0: Only if it's a story that's brought to you by ZipRecruiter.
2: It is. Actually, it's a Thanks, perfect uh, that- story for ZipRecruiter. You'll see why.
0: You almost would think we plan these things like we kind of <laughs> should, but we don't. According to the latest research, 90% of employers plan to make enhancing the employee experience a top priority in 2022. After all, a happy workplace is a key to attracting and keeping great employees. And if you need to add more employees to your team, there's ZipRecruiter. Their matching technology helps you find the right people for your roles fast. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com toast. ZipRecruiter uses its powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. Then it proactively presents these candidates to you. You can easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply for your job, which encourages them to apply faster. It's no wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site in the US based on G2 ratings. ZipRecruiter's technology is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. So find the right employers for your workplace with ZipRecruiter. Try it for free at this exclusive address, ZipRecruiter.com slash toast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash T-O-A-S-T. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.
2: Well, Amy Schneider's former employer is going to be needing to use ZipRecruiter to fill She's her gonna job. She's going to be needing. She's going to be needing. Because Amy Schneider has quit her day job after it, her girl. historic Jeopardy run. So the Jeopardy champ announced on Tuesday that she recently quit her day job as software engineering manager following her historic run on the game show where she netted about $1.4 million. She said, some of you may have heard, but I quit my day job yesterday. It's a bit nerve wracking to pivot from software engineer to public figure, I guess. But regardless of the outcome, I'm so excited to spend the next couple years at least tackling this new challenge.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, even if... So she won, like, a, I think over a million dollars after 1. taxes.
2: 1.382.
0: So Eight. after taxes, it's like 700 grand. That's a lot of money. You can definitely live off of that. But also people are obsessed with her. She's like a trans icon now. She's a scholarly queen. There's um, a myriad of opportunities. She also probably has a pretty good following on social media. Um, And she's big in the academic space. So if not, if not now, like, she can always go back to her job if she wants to, or a software job. But, like, why not take the bull by the horns – Keep going, you know, off the momentum and see what you could do with your life, Amy. Get it, girl. I support this.
2: I don't know. I kind of had the opposite take. What? Like, yeah. I just, I I mean, I guess I don't follow her on social media, so I don't know, like, what she's doing and, like, how she's popping off. But the idea that, like, she's, like, so smart. She has this, like, big job and now she's going to quit and become an influencer. Like, it just makes you sad. By the way, that's not what she's going to do. She's not becoming an
0: influencer. What is she doing? She's definitely, um, She's just going to be like a Ken Jennings in a sense. Like, I don't know exactly what she's going to do, but she's not going to be selling FabFitFun boxes. She's like a, a well-respected woman in science and woman in academia, and she'll do because of gigs. Jeopardy. Because of Jeopardy, yes, yes.
2: Okay, I don't know. I
0: just she's going to do de- speaking, motivational speaking. She's going to definitely work with the LGBTQ plus community. I think that it's not what you think it is. It's going to be. It's going to be huge. I
2: don't know if it's going to be huge, but I also, I I don't really know. I just feel like maybe she could have taken a sabbatical just to, like, ride this wave. I don't know how far this wave will take her. Even thinking about Ken Jennings, like, did he wind up getting the job?
0: He's still in the rotation of people.
2: So, like, what does he do all the other days of the week?
0: There's stuff out there. It's not stuff we're familiar with because we're not scholars, but there's, you could be famous in academic circles. I know that's possible. I just don't know anyone who is. And it pays the bills. Of course, merit scholars, you know, things like that
2: okay I mean I just uh, to me it's like if she has this job that she's liked for a very long time and then she gets this cushion of 1.3 million dollars after taxes and you know
0: fees and everything
2: um that's like a nice that's just a great a nice setup you know Jackie, life becomes a that's little more one person's
0: That's one, that's how one person could do it. But she took the nation by storm. And I think she's really becoming, I think she's, like, a huge inspiration in the gay community. Like, I think that there's so much she could do. And, yes, she could, you know, have a simple, wonderful life with her millions. Or she could get after it. Take those opportunities, wouldn't you? I
2: don't know what the opportunities are, so I can't say.
0: Me neither, but I know they're out there, okay?
2: Okay, I just, like, I don't know, I... It's just crazy. Everyone just wants to be an influencer, you know?
0: No, I wouldn't. Don't put Amy down like that. That's not what she's doing.
2: Okay, I hope I'm proven
0: wrong. Really. Um, you know what? I really, like, I don't know what what the opportunities are, but, like, I know that there are. Like, she's going to do, like, college commencements. Like, I just know it. Just because she won Jeopardy? Jackie, she didn't win Jeopardy. She is the second highest ranked Jeopardy winner. She I'm sure has a myriad of stories to tell, things she's been through. She could write a book.
2: She could write a book. You know, I mean, I need to see Just what Ken maybe, Jennings. Just because maybe you're I not like
0: the s- target demo because you don't watch Jeopardy. Like, doesn't mean she's an inspiration to a lot of people. I need she's to motivational what, speaking. what motivational Ken speaking.
2: Jennings does with his time. Motivational speaking for sure for sure
0: what does ken jennings do with his time look it up
2: it's a hard question to find out let me see personal life no career i i I. okay career outside jeopardy okay so it says other game show appearances american Mm -hmm. crossword puzzle tournament connect connections i guess that's like his own show connections um, to say uh, trivia emails, controversial tweets, omnibus podcast, and Washington State honor. Oh, she could start a podcast.
0: She could start a podcast where she's talking about all things, you know, scholarly. Yeah,
2: no, there's a big a big market for something. Like, we're not look at ours.
0: <laughs> Wait, we're not academics, so like I don't really know like what she could do, but I'm telling you there's something.
2: Okay, I hope that you're right and that I'm wrong.
0: I think I am. And I think that never happens, but I think this might be one of the few times where I'm right and you're wrong.
2: Okay, cool. Are you ready for our fifth and final story?
0: <clears throat> I am. Because you want to know why? <laughs> it's the final story it's the final story wishing you the best amy schneider on your influencing journey and that's a magic number that was like my breathy version like my ariana grande version i
2: liked it a lot
0: it was kind of stunning
2: (laughs) our fifth and final story i have to get your take on this because uh NBC Sports is responding to Leslie Jones who was taking herself out of the Olympics commentary running apparently it was she said I'm starting to feel like this should be my last Olympics that I live tweet I know another celebrity bitching but I'm tired of of fighting the folks who don't want me to do it they block my videos and they get folks who think they can do it like me and I'm tired of fighting them I love the athletes and they love me doing it and I know y'all love it but now it's just gotten too hard and no one is fighting for or with me so I guess I'll leave it to the professionals, but thank you for the love. Then NBC responded saying that it was an error that led to her belief that they didn't want her doing this. They said, this was the result of a third party error and the situation has been resolved. She is free to do her social media posts as she has done in the past. She's a super fan of the Olympics and we are super fans of her.
0: This rubs me the wrong way. Mm -hmm. I saw that, I saw that Leslie posted that and it wasn't that I didn't believe her, but I'm like, I'm like, how are they blocking you? Like, I just didn't understand. And now look at NBC fully validating her story, corroborating. And I'm sorry I doubted you, Leslie. You're a hero and an icon, an American woman who deserves freedom of platform. And I support.
2: Agreed. Now that I think about it, what was probably happening is if she was filming the TV and commentating, then maybe she was getting like, they were taking them down for copyright. And that's obviously frustrating for her when she's trying to speak on the situation, but she should obviously be like whitelisted into being able
0: to do this obviously and also i just think nbc should like make this official like they're so dumb also like the winter olympics are struggling majorly like no one cares even me i'm like such an olympic freak (laughs) and you know you could use your mute to cough just letting you know because i do that sometimes oh yeah like there's a it's no it's really nice i didn't know
2: know it was gonna be that big of a cough
0: okay (laughs) no but even if it's a small cough like you should always just press mute because that's this new interface we're using it's like one of my favorite because i could go like this ready i just sniffled and nobody heard Did you hear? Okay. I think people wanted to hear me cough. No, I don't think that they do. But um, I just don't understand why NBC is like not actually using Leslie as an asset. She is an asset. People are obsessed. People are watching. The same amount of people are tuning into her Instagram stories and her TikToks than are tuning into the Olympics. I don't know why nobody's watching the Olympics. Even me. Like, I can't be bothered.
2: Yeah. I think that it's one, you know, the plight of the Winter Games. It's just they're not Mm -hmm. the Summer Games. There's a lot of controversy. There's just a lot of different things. Stories coming out. Weirdness. You know quarantine food it's mm-hmm. bad it's bad
0: it's upsetting for and an Olympophile I have, and like myself but I have no
2: desire to watch even when we like shared last week about the opening ceremony I was like expecting that I would get into it I haven't turned it on at this point I won't be turning it on it's extremely weird the whole situation is very weird
0: yeah I turn it on every day and I cannot stay off my phone like I cannot <laughs> focus on any of these activities
2: yeah so at least, like, they should be thanking Leslie Jones for, like, bringing some relevancy to this extremely bizarre time and broadcast.
0: And they should really take her on in an official capacity. Like, she's fucking of hilarious. Course,
2: of course. There's no reason. Didn't they bring her to Rio? I hope so. But that was, like, six years ago now.
0: And she's still doing it. She's so funny. She's one of my favorite people to follow on TikTok. Lesdog. Like, come on.
2: Yeah, but I'm glad they're working it out, but still like you shouldn't have to make it so difficult for her when at the end of the day she's doing you a favor.
0: Literally bringing eyeballs to your like train relevant
2: program,
0: a relevant program. No disrespect to the athletes because you guys are gorgeous, beautiful, stunning and smart. (laughs) It's the programming. It's the marketing. Like it's just not working.
2: No disrespect to the athletes, that's what hurts, to, like, have worked your whole life and then to go. And one, it feels like nobody cares, but I'm sure there's enough people that, like, care and they're sponsors and they're, like, doing all of the things that they typically do. But also, I think as an Olympian, like, it's not a premium experience over there. Have you seen the food that they're getting? But by the way, like, Have you seen the food?
0: I haven't seen the food, but there's always, like, complaints about, like, the Olympic Village and the, the cardboard beds. Where was the last Summer Olympics, like, just recently? Uh... Where the fuck where were they? Okay, we were just watching. Um, Tokyo? They were in was Tokyo. Tokyo. Yes. There was all these TikToks. They were literally sleeping on cardboard beds. There's always stuff like that. So I don't think that's what's like the core of this problem. I can't put my finger no. on what it is, but I don't think it's that.
2: I think we know what it is, but um, like we don't want this video taken down. What? There's just a lot of like political issues.
0: Oh, in China, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like there's not... I'm not feeling the Olympic spirit.
2: No, not feeling the Olympic spirit. But um, I am hoping that the athletes, you know, get their shine.
0: Yeah, and as someone who has that spirit running through her blood, it's it's very upsetting. Yes. Cool. So those are the fast five stories. Very complex.
2: Very complex. You could see how I had a difficult time ordering them. Not one was so much more important than another.
0: No, it's true. But, you know... You did a great job because you're a great girl.
2: Thank you. And I felt like the Olympics could lead us into
0: the TV recap. Because we are the Olympians of recapping television. (laughs) All right. The TV recap is brought to you by Paint Your Life. When we heard about PaintYourLife.com, we thought, what a great gift for someone else, but also for us. It's, you would think it's expensive to have like a full piece of art commissioned for you personally, but it's really not. You get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at a really affordable price. Or you can combine photos of people or places you love into one painting. Choose from a team of world-class artists and work with them until every detail is perfect. User-friendly, the platform's user-friendly, so it makes it really easy to order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. And it's super fast. So you can receive your portrait in as little as two weeks. So send any picture I obviously sent a picture of Theo and it's on my Theo shrine it's one of my favorites it came so fast it's gorgeous it's unique it's special and it's really the best gift like for anyone I know a lot of people use this to like have photos painted of people who have passed away like you can really do it for anyone it's so it's so different it's not like other gifts it's actually really really sweet um And at PaintYourLife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money's refunded, guaranteed. And right now is a limited time offer. You can get 20% off your painting, 20% off and free shipping, but only when you text the word morning to 64,000. That's morning to 64,000 for free shipping and 20% off. Text morning to 64,000. Paint Your Life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Message and data rates may apply. Terms available at PaintYourLife.com slash terms. Again, text morning to 64,000.
2: Great, thank you so much. I love painting your life. What a thoughtful gift, and just like a great piece of art, even for yourself.
0: So I thought last night's Jersey was really interesting for me. For me, there's two things going on. The okay. first is like the Gia, Melissa, Teresa, Joe, mm-hmm. and then obviously the Jennifer Aiden drama. Mm-hmm. Let's start with the first because I feel like you know Italian culture is actually, and I talked about this on Melissa Gorgas' podcast. So sorry if you're hearing this for the second time, but Italian culture is actually really similar to like Jewish culture in the sense where like you have ultimate respect for your elders and like I'm sure for Joe like to hear Gia come at him like that she was being like a little disrespectful she's justified in her feelings but I understand why it got to like this chaotic place because he's like what the fuck is going on like (laughs) that just doesn't happen in Italian families right yeah
2: if this was a conversation between like say uh, Teresa and Joe he would have been more receptive to the way she was talking to him. But from the way that Gia approached him from the jump, he was not going to be entertained, not going to entertain being spoken to like that. And I have to be honest, in that regard, I do agree. I felt like when they were, like, all fighting in the driveway, like, he wouldn't let her, like, say her piece because he just, like, was so blinded by the disrespect. But I think for him, like, it's
0: blinding. And you also have to think, like, given the context, like – I know that Joe is Gia's dad. I do. And I respect that. But I don't even think she can get into the headspace of Joe Gorga. Like, all that he did for for those kids when Joe was put away. And then also the things, like, he made personal sacrifices. Like, you know, his parents being so stressed out. Like, I totally understand. And it must be hard to hear, like... It's, like, Gia doesn't even want to acknowledge, like, the bad shit her dad did. And it's, like, I understand wanting to see your parents in, like, a positive light. But, like, you also can be delusional. Like, he literally put your mom in prison. And he took years away from your mom spending time with her parents.
2: Yeah. No. I think Joe Gorga is totally justified in his, like, anger towards Joe Giudice. I don't think they'll ever, you know, squash it. I don't think they ever could because, like, of what was lost. What can never be brought back, like as Joe Gorga would say, he put his parents in an early grade And, you know, he sent his sister to prison. Like, this is these are real things. And everyone's like, it was five years ago. Like, does that ever become fine? No. Right. So I understand that Joe Gorga will never get over it. I don't even think that he necessarily should get over it. It's just going to always be this wedge between him and Gia. And, like, you can feel how much he loves Gia, and he doesn't want there to be a wedge. So I think he would rather, like bring like air it out, bring light to it, but she can't hear the truth. It's too painful for her. And I also have to respect that because she has been through so much and like she experienced it, you know, just as alongside with everyone in a really like at a very vulnerable and pivotal time in her life. So like everybody's entitled to how they feel here. And typically the way to resolve things is to talk it out, but talking about it is like making it worse. And so I don't know, what they should do.
0: You know, I also really feel for Melissa because you can you can sense how much she's trying to like deflate and just minimize the situation because like they like if 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 Joe and Melissa like actually told Teresa, like, they swallow so much. If they actually told her every time she, but like, they they would be back where they were 10 years ago. And Melissa, I think, is so afraid of being back in that place that she swallows everything. And, like, this situation is, like, blowing up right in front of her. And she's, like, she's not taking Gia's side, but she's trying to, like, comfort Gia because they're so close. Every fight they have, they're minutes away from being back to the place with the christening. Yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't want that. It was a terrible time for Melissa.
2: Yeah. I agree. And then I also feel like Teresa doesn't do anything to help the situation no. either she's just like standing there watching when it's like this should be teresa's fight like, i mean i guess teresa couldn't go to joe and be like stop talking shit about like my girl's father because it makes because him upset. joe
0: is defending teresa joe's about right. teresa here right and you know how she loves to be defended
2: that's why we got to get joe judice back in the states for one last hurrah between joe and joe <laughs> i'm not even
0: interested
2: joe on I'm joe even interested. we are going to settle this
0: so the other part of the episode, which was super interesting, was this event at Dolores's. I just love Dolores. You know why? Because I get so frustrated with her because she's, like, weirdly team Jennifer and Teresa. And when the, the three of them are sitting at that birthday party, unable to see their own hypocrisy, I was like, you guys are delusional. Like, literally, Teresa is literally—Teresa did something worse. Teresa had no reason to go after Jackie, and she made it up. Margaret has a million reasons to go after after Jennifer, and it's true. So like, the fact that they can't see like how far up they are Teresa's ass, I was like so disappointed in Dolores. But then seeing her go out with Margaret and like get all the facts, I was like, I I, I had some of my faith restored in Dolores because she's so, she's so like ethical, like she's so, mm-hmm. wise, principled. and she's she's oh, principled. principled, but she's always like using her principles in the wrong in the wrong way.
2: Yeah, I agree. I was glad to see her like come to the other side because it is it's hard watching ultimately I am team Margaret because like Jennifer doesn't just get to go around and say the things that she does there are some caveats and I like I think Jennifer made a good point where it's like with Margaret everything that Jennifer has like judged Margaret for are things that Margaret Margaret has shared so you're taking something from the private and then judging me for that but again when you push and push and push someone like they're going to come back swinging and that's just how it is so I generally, like, I I feel like Margaret was justified in being like, let's fucking shut this shit down. And why is it after every reunion, like, Jennifer, and at the reunions, like, Jennifer just, like, goes scorched earth on all these women and then it's it's episode one and she has to like come with her tail between her legs like why does she keep putting herself in this fucking position anyways but i do feel for jennifer that like now this is out there her kids are going to know and it's a different situation like jackie said because at the end of the day jackie gets to tell her kids like this is a rumor and jennifer is going to have to tell her kids like this is what your dad did and that's that's really hard and i i have compassion for her but of course Sometimes you need to learn things the hard way and to not push other people. Like, it's the epitome of people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. And she's fucking throwing bricks for years now. And you know what?
0: I've actually been enormously impressed with Jackie's behavior. Like, I don't think I could be that big of a person. Like, really wanting to help Jennifer. And then, like, after all that she went over to her house and she's coddling her at Dolores' house – and then she hears that Jennifer is like still going around to Serena and TenaFly, finding pictures of the girl Evan fucked. Like she's relentless, and she still can't see why what's being done to her they feel is justified. She can't see that even after all this, and she's just like, I don't know. I I'm like Jennifer. Like you're so big, you love to like come after everyone, and the, we come for you, and you're crying, and you have to go home. Like I'm like, really? Do you? The, everything she's shown us up until this point has been an, an act. You like you can dish it out, but you can't
2: take it. And this rule that, like, you can only dish it out if it's false information. Like, so what, we're just peddling That's Teresa's twisted logic. When she said that at the table, and it's it's so crazy. She's, like, rendering herself irrelevant because of how illogical she is to speak to. And all of the women in their confessionals were like, yeah, we just don't even answer her because it makes no fucking sense. But it's like, this is the star of the show, and you can't even have a conversation with her. It's so crazy. Like, she if I were her, would shut her mouth when it comes to everything about this because it's, like, everything that she says about it, it's like, well, what about Jackie and Evan? What about what you did to Evan? What about what you did yep. to Jackie? Like, you can't say one thing about this situation without thinking about what she did there. Like, obviously. the opposite of principled.
0: Uh, obviously. And also this new housewife coming in with, like, the worst take. She was so irrelevant. Then she had one um, interview scene, and it's, like, defending Jennifer. It's like, girl, that is not the right take. Get the fuck out of here.
2: I don't know. I think that if you came into a situation, and even though like Melissa and all her friends are saying, like Jennifer's crazy, she's so mean, she's done all this, you come into the room and this girl is sitting there crying and everyone's like, and her life, I I could understand being like, this seems like a lot.
0: Well, you know what? I actually did, though, think it was interesting some of the details we got about the affair, like her being nine months pregnant and giving birth the next day. Like, that's horrible.
2: Horrible. But I didn't realize it was 10 years ago. I thought it was like, in the last few years like while they were doing the show sort of thing so it really is yeah
0: in the past and and the way that jennifer handled it is like she totally acted like it didn't happen didn't tell her friends her family so now she's just like her spot's being blown up a bit
2: yeah and if you have a spot that's like gonna be blown up you shouldn't be coming at everyone swinging so hard and i think for margaret it's like you've judged me so hard for having had an affair when like the person that you love has had an affair too I but know. I think other people are like well obviously Jennifer uh, just Margaret harshly because she's been the scorned woman in that situation right. but it's like if you can you know move on swiftly with Bill and plus like at the end of the day Margaret and Joe had they their their relationship started from an affair but like they're completely OTP they've been together for so long like at what point is it just you know these things they do have there it's unfortunate but they happen sometimes
0: yeah like I don't know if I mean I, I can acknowledge that I'm extremely biased like I love Margaret with all my heart like I know her personally but I just feel like it would frustrate me if I was Margaret that like nobody seems to give a shit like when they replay some of the stuff Jennifer said to her like your mother's a slut uh, uh you were asking to be sexually assault like I I would be annoyed that like None of the women are as enraged. Like, I understand where Margaret's rage is coming from. Like, it's not just the basic housewife bullshit that Jennifer has been saying. Jennifer has been saying, like, some of the most horrific, demeaning things to Margaret for years. So how these women don't understand how annoyed Margaret is and Margaret wants revenge. Like, I can understand that. I'm a vengeful person.
2: I agree. I think that there is a real double standard with the group and the women. Like, they expect more from Margaret. Than they do from Jennifer or Teresa because they're really like, they do crazy and say crazy things. And like, it's, Not held to like the same standard as like when Margaret were were to do something, or even like Jackie saying, "If it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck," all of a sudden it's the villain of the season. Right, that's the worst
0: thing anyone could say to Teresa.
2: Just saying something that's true, and she she didn't like just alluding to the truth. Or if your you could control what your husband did, would he be like? Would you have gone to jail? Truth, like, and that was like the biggest fucking deal. Meanwhile, Jennifer and Teresa, I feel like they kind of ignore them, and and they and they expect like the women shouldn't have their feelings so hurt by them. But it's it's apples and oranges. I I can't. These are we're all castmates. Like you're all
0: adults. It's not women. a leveled playing field. It, yeah,
2: but it but it should be more level. Even like Teresa, I was even thinking last night about like the Teresa Danielle Staub pulling Margaret's hair thing. Like if I'm Margaret. I'm, never I'm still getting, thinking about that. I'm never getting over that in my life. Like, we can have, we can go on vacation and we are keep it here, but we will never be anything closer or deeper than that. Like, that's a line crossed I will never forget.
0: Being a real housewife of New Jersey must be so frustrating because, like, you are not entitled to, like, it's just not, it's not a fair game. Like, Teresa's just on this pedestal and she gets away with whatever and it's, like, it's so annoying.
2: Yeah, and Jennifer is kind of there too because season after season like she goes below the belt she like not everything she says and does like really adds up because she's very extreme but she keeps coming back on the show people love her I mean I really like Jennifer mm-hmm. but it's it's like if you want to have a fair fight you need to fight with one of your friends because no one else is gonna like your it's apples and oranges yeah
0: yeah um so it was a pretty good episode it's actually a really good kickoff to the season I don't know where this new girl is gonna fit in because she seems so irrelevant already but let's give her some time
2: yeah, I I we need to get to know her on a personal level so I can see like where she slots in because she kind of seems like similar to Jackie and Melissa and I don't know what she what new stuff she brings to the table and there was another woman is she supposed to be
0: I don't think so but she was cute she looked like a they thought she was Teresa
2: <laughs> yeah she was cute she was
0: cute I like Dolores' new house I love Dolores like I just wish Dolores could really wield her power it For like good. if and I know what Dolores thinks like she's a a smart person. And if she could actually say what she thinks and like go against Teresa, like it would be gorgeous. But that would never happen.
2: No. Because but that's also because she's a principled queen and and she's been friends with Teresa yeah. long before this show, and she's not just gonna throw her under and I have respect. so much respect for that.
0: Agreed. Yeah. Um and then what did you think about the Gilded Age?
2: Okay, so I only watched the first episode, but it was really long. It's literally like watching a movie. And it's so I, long. I love the Gilded Age period like I love that age New York that time it's everything of the sort so exciting and so I'm really excited about the show there were definitely elements of community theater and that's also because of like the accents you know the way that they spoke back then yes it's like we're watching and it's like, why are you talking like that? If you're speaking – it not like a British accent and you're speaking English, so why are you talking like Right. It? <laughs> so it's hard to watch. And I think yeah, that – Yeah, totally. The, the Russell woman, um, I think that she is the biggest perpetrator of that. Of, and it comes off very – The blonde low. one? No, the one – New Money.
0: Oh, the, the mom? Yeah. She's the worst. Like, she's I, just so obnoxious. Like, I can't
2: – Yeah, so I think that um, – sure her acting gives a little bit of community theater and there were definitely times where sometimes it, it felt stilted in that way but I love the premise for the show and I had recently reminded me of this book that I read called The Social Graces because it's about um Mrs. Astor and um not Consuelo Alva Vanderbilt and they reference the real people in the show even like Mamie Fish is a real person and I think even that architect I need to google him um the architect
0: who built their house.
2: Yeah, I think he's let me just Google it really quickly. I meant to do it last night. I think he's a real architect and he like got into like a real uh, scandal.
0: So Ooh. I'm sure I like wonder if that's part of the Don't show. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil
2: it. He is a real architect. Hold on. Let me just make sure that it's the scandal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. OK, I was right. So if they put like real historical incidents into the show. Like, that's my favorite kind of anything, book, TV show, whatever. So, I'm here for the premise on all counts. It definitely is going to take a minute to like warm up. I am excited to watch the second episode. Brew loved it. Obviously, there's Pumpkin, Aww. King Charles Cavalier. He oh, felt yeah. Very, he felt extremely seen.
0: And Any show I- that has a Cavalier, like, I will watch until the final episode of the final season.
2: I totally agree But like you could tell Like he Whenever a dog barks Or whatever Like he's like What was that Right But when he saw this dog He sat up at the edge Of the bed And just sat watching Like it was a, on a different level Too cute So if Brew likes it I like it I'm excited for the second episode Hopefully they find Their groove more But I think it has All the makings Of, of something fabulous I agree that Cynthia Nixon Is it's extremely distracting like, Distracting like, she, like she's on And just like that And the Gilded Age Like I'm sorry You can't at do At the both. same
0: time You can't do both and like maybe there's an actor out there who is that talented and diverse that can do both at the same time. It ain't Cynthia Nixon.
2: Yeah, so that's my critique. But she, I like her character, so it's fine. Yes, me like, too. And also, she's the show meaty. is like very anti-licious. It's kind of like my perfect ideal show. It's
0: anti-licious. <laughs> totally.
2: Um, I had one more thing to say. Shit, was it about the Gilded Age?
0: I don't know. I watched not a lick of TV. I was just so busy yesterday, so but, that's it for me on the TV recap. But
2: you, you did watch New Jersey. Um, yes, that's it. Shoot, I forget what I was going to say. If it was about guilty pregnancy brain, so scrambled.
0: Oh. Well, if that's all from you, that's all from us. If you're listening Wait, I to the it pod- was a
2: podcast, I think it was a brew ting. Hold on, let me mm-hmm. try. Let me try first. Pumpkin, the King Charles. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. We got an Instagram comment yesterday that I found so interesting that I need to share with the class because when we were talking about Charles becoming King Charles, Mm -hmm. someone explained why he's actually not going to be called King Charles. Hmm. And okay, here it is. My British husband just chimed in to let us know that Prince Charles will not be called King Charles. He'll be King George Seventh. The past two King Charleses were horrible, so he doesn't want that line of succession. And his middle name is George, so it works out fine. Not fine for me, but I guess oh my that's God. the plan.
0: First of all, how are we going to transition to calling him George from Charles, first of all? Second of all, like the fact that we're most likely going to be alive, knock on wood, during like a King George the Seventh era, like that's giving seventeen seventy six.
2: No, King George the Seventh is not an icon. He is not the moment. And I think that you know what, and maybe if King Charles's in the past have been you know a bit mad, if, well, the, then shoe it's perfect. Fits, if the shoe fits, the shoe fits, and he could turn the term around. I think Charles, if you're watching, like please don't do this. Be true to yourself, your awful self. I know but you know they've been doing for centuries where like when you do ascend to the throne you do change your name for whatever reason um but I like it better when they don't Victoria didn't Elizabeth didn't I agree the icons didn't I mean I guess you'd have to be an icon to not change your name so maybe it's, it's George it's after be- all. it's for the
0: best I'm <laughs> glad you remembered that thank you for sharing
2: thank you I'm so glad that I did too
0: so if you're listening as a podcast keep listening for the interview with Sophia I really hope you guys enjoy it let me know what you think she's if you're a Sophia Stan like you're gonna love the episode and if you like didn't know if you fell on the opposite side of the call her daddy drama we can all be we can all be civil and you I think you'll really appreciate her perspective it's um it's unique, and I feel like she doesn't really talk about this a lot, so I feel very privileged that she felt open and and comfortable to talk about it because it's a very painful time for her. So um, enjoy the interview if you want to watch it on YouTube. It's a totally separate video than today's episode. It's on our channel. Yeah. Um, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear it and let me know what you think and only let me know what you think if it's positive. Cool. Thank you so much <laughs> for listening to The Morning Toast, the millennial morning show where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere where podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, Stunning. And smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing hump day. Do not forget to hump someone you love. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. It is your host, Claudia with a C. And I'm very excited (laughs) to be sitting down with a highly requested guest, someone who I've actually never met until today, Mm -hmm. Sophia with an F. Hi, Sophia. How are you? (laughs) um I hi Claudia thank you so much for that intro of course
1: um it's Sophia with an F it's pronounced Sophia however I did have a therapist one time um right like reach out to me or had her assistant reach out to me and the letter was addressed to Fofia (laughs) F-O-P-H-I-A after I said it's Sophia with an F well which is shocking
0: when you announced your podcast I think people were, like, quaking, ready to hear what your name was going to be. And I like the name. Like, I get it, obviously, Uh because the traditional way is Mm -hmm. P-H-I-A. But a lot of the feedback was Fofia. And I want to know what you have to say to the critics.
1: Um, I think if you were to look at where the P-H came from, the F is, like, the original standard Way to spell it, and the pH like the pH doesn't fucking make sense. I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, maybe in the U S. it does, mm. but like outside of but the U S. But we're US, international girls. We're international, and like you know, we have we can think outside the box. Yeah, we can. Mm-hmm.
0: So you're in New York. Thank you for coming to the studio. I'm very excited to meet you and to podcast with you.
1: I know. I feel like we're vibing already. This studio is so cute. Thank you. And I'm just thinking about my little studio <laughs> in my mom's basement right
0: now, and I'm fucking pissed. So you are in Utah, right? Mm-hmm. You fled New York, and you yep. never came back. Never. And you're back now. And and what are you thinking? Like, what are you thinking for your life? (laughs) What a question. (laughs) Like, where do you want to be? Because you really, like, left New York in a tizzy. I would have done the exact same. Yeah. And you've been... And being with family is the best.
1: Yeah. I ended up staying in New York way... I mean, excuse me, in Utah way longer than I anticipated. And I've had so many people ask me, like, why that is. I really don't know. I think it was just a mix of fleeing and needing to be with family mm-hmm. and then covid right and then i think once i was starting to get ready to come back to new york i was also trying to launch my show and my business and my merch line mm-hmm. and all of those things and building a team and they're based out of utah and there were like a lot of different factors however i am 100% ready to come back now I was actually looking for apartments the other day which is a Horrible. full-time job and the worst thing ever so I mean once I get when I get one see people are like why don't you just go back to New York it's like have you ever tried to get a fucking apartment in you New try York? yeah
0: it's impossible you don't just like go back to New York do you have any sort of like PTSD when you come back here Zero. Oh, good. Which
1: I find really interesting. I have zero of it. If anything, I think I feel better when
0: I'm here. That's good.
1: I guess because I used to call it home. Yeah. You know?
0: And you just feel like more in the action. Yeah.
1: And I, I yeah, it actually makes me feel better. And I, I think it makes me feel like, oh, I'm not running away from something. Right. The right. way, the way probably Utah makes me feel.
0: Yeah. Because sometimes well, when I'm there, I'm like. You know what's so funny? Mm-hmm. So when I got canceled majorly in 2018, I went to Utah. Shut up Yes my my whole family Like we just fucking Threw our shit in a suitcase And ran We rented a house And it was so nice To be like unplugged Out of nature All that shit And so did you Wait that is so I just put that together Hilarious Yes How long were you in Utah for? What felt like an eternity But I think it was probably Two or three weeks Okay Yeah And like were you on social media Or anything like that? I was trying really hard not to I was on way less But I'm a curious person I just wanted to see What people were saying about Uh me And it wasn't good (laughs) Claudia, we have
1: so many stories we could tell
0: about, like, our canceling. Girl, no, I know. And so my first question for you was really, like, how are you doing? Because, like, I joke now about cancel culture. But, like, when I went through it, like, it was so tough mentally. Like, my mm-hmm. mental health was in such a bad position. And it took so long for it to bounce back. So, like, my first question for you was, like, really? How are you doing?
1: So how long has it been since that happened? Like, two years since i happened COVID made it fly right by, yeah. Um. So I would say I'm in you know a 90% better place but i would be lying if i would sit here and say like i'm 100% back to who i was completely i mean quote unquote normal mm-hmm. for me um i still like it still shows up in various ways just kind of anxious So sometimes I'll, like, overthink what I'm going to say because I'm, like, so scared of getting canceled again. Mm -hmm. Do
0: you have that? Uh, Yeah, obviously. (laughs) And you know what? As someone who's a little further out than you, I do want to let you know, like, it never goes away. Oh, great. (laughs) Amazing. But it does get better. And in the end, like, you're going to see it. And you might even be in this place already where... When it was happening, you're like, oh, this is the worst thing that could ever happen to me. Like, yeah. what the fuck is going on? Yeah. But then years later, you really realize the value that came out of it. Like, for me, I, there were so many people in my life who were, like, so fraudulent and, like, weren't here for me. Right. And they, they cut me out. I was like, you know what? You did me such a blessing because I'd never want to be your friend if I was going through a hard time and you just bounced. Yep. I grew up a lot. Like, how old were you when the whole thing happened? Um, I'm 29
1: now, so I was about 26, 27. I was 23. And okay. like it,
0: I just wasn't prepared, you know. Right. So it helped me grow up a lot. There are good things, and also it helped me take control of my business financially. I was much yeah. better off afterwards. But there are good things that come out of it.
1: Yeah, and so you're so you haven't come fully out of it yet.
0: No, there's trauma. You never will though. There's trauma. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's just a part of who you are now. Right.
1: Right. Um, I, I think that's true. I think it's one of those things that, like, I can heal from it, but it, there will always be, it will always be, like, a part of me and part of my story. Yeah.
0: Um, I guess the difference is, like, when I got canceled, it was because, like, people were mad at me for things that I had said. Like, I, I in their eyes, like, I made a mistake. Um, but I don't really see, your situation was so crazy. Right. Because whether people agreed with how you handled the situation, you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't like hurt anyone. You weren't, you were just making a decision for your business and for yourself that you thought was best. Right. So then, you know, your relationship and yourself and your business was like sort of attacked for that when you didn't actually do anything wrong.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah, I think our um, cancellations were different. I think mine had like this layer of serious betrayal um, because you didn't really have any of that. No, no, you're no. with your sister. I betrayed
0: myself. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I think, like, yeah, the betrayal. I think. Um, I mean.
0: The bullying, which I'm
1: sure you endured. Yes. But I think maybe, like, I endured
0: it just more, a
1: little bit more. You know what?
0: You were so unlucky. The, <laughs> because you wonder yes. why? The timing the of cancellations company. are so interesting, depending on the news cycle, what's going on. Not only was it COVID, so people were bored to tears. Mm-hmm. But there was also not much else going on in the news. So I remember everyone, like, it's not normal for most news stories about, like, two podcast hosts to get that much news. Yes. But there was just nothing else going on, and it was right. COVID, and sensitivities were heightened. Oh, my And it God. was, like, the timing for you just was atrocious. It, really? I have never
1: fucking thought about that, but it was actually the worst possible time. The New York Times was writing about Insane. it. Like, why is the New York Times writing <laughs> about
0: this shit? No, exactly, because it was really you know? not all else going on, and people were working from home, and they yeah. were obsessed.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, so I think the cancellation, it was hard that way. And then it was also hard to see something you worked on for so fucking long um, be sold for that amount of money that you knew it was worth. I, I mean, I actually think if I would have stayed on the show and we would have not betrayed each other, and we would have kept working on it. I think we could have sold it for more, honestly. Yeah.
0: And that was always the goal. Because you guys were magic together. That's why... Yeah. That was unprecedented podcast success. Yeah. From the first year that you guys did it. Nobody gets to the top of the charts every episode. Right. With a one-year-old podcast.
1: And I think that's where the disconnect was between me and hers. Like, you know, I was like, no, I'm thinking $100 She whatever. Um, But I think that seeing it be sold for even 60 million mm-hmm. that's that's kind of crazy and i and i've talked to people about that and they'll say that's just how life is like you miss out on money all the time mm-hmm. and you know these business ventures or you pull out stock and like you don't end up making 100 million dollars whatever it's very different when you're on a show and like exploiting your personal life your sex, sex life. life your jokes mm-hmm. your humor your, your personality relationship. your relationship for over two years and then for that to be sold for that amount of money and, like, not see a penny. You know, that's, like, that's very different than, like, oh, I'm gonna pull out of, you know, Incredible or Beyond Me. Right. And now it just (laughs) went huge.
2: You know? Which
1: I did do that, by the way. You did? Yeah, I was, like, an early investor and then I took all my money out and I was, like, ooh, Big, blah, blah, blah. Mistake. Big, big mistake
0: huge
1: big mistake
0: huge
1: well look at me I'm just fucking up my money no. <laughs> right.
0: I just think you should not start Sophia with an F for financial assessment like you should not be giving people financial <laughs> <No>. advice <laughs> Absolutely not. okay so now when you look back on the whole thing like how do you in one word like how do you feel about the whole situation now
1: um in one word
0: I Go guess to. I, I don't know why I'm putting limitations. <laughs> like, I'm like a sentence, a, a paragraph. Damn. I don't care.
1: Um, I would say I feel not 100% healed, mm-hmm. but I really feel it in my bones that this is going to end up being one of the best things that could have ever happened to me. I agree. And even though I'm not
0: there yet, I'm well on my way and like, I genuinely believe that. So I know the answer to this question, but I would be remiss, devastated and heartbroken. The people listening would kill me. What are the odds, the chances, for any sort of reunion between you and Alex? 0%. Okay, that's what I thought, but yeah. I just wanted to put it out there for everyone. I mean,
1: and that she wants to, you know, Venmo me thirty million million. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, people say it was 60, it was more like 40. Oh, is that true? And then, oh, and then I guess she's splitting it 50-50, so it's more like 20. Splitting it with who? Barstool.
0: Right? She is? Yeah, they split it 50-50. From Spotify deal. Money.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was just the merch. No, that was from in the my de- research. No, that was in the deal. Interesting. Yeah. So mm-hmm. 20. So if she wants to Venmo me, 10 after taxes.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're at Agent five. Agent li- Lawyer Commission. Oh, we're at three. <laughs> oh my God. I feel way better about it already. <laughs> um, okay. I want to stop talking about the caller daddy stuff, but I do have one more thing to say. Okay, go um, ahead. There was an episode. Lizzie just told me. Thank you. Uh-huh. Alex said she has a two. Um, our recording of you guys, like a conversation that she really wants to release just so she can clear her name as, you know, not the one who betrayed the other one. What do you have to say? When to that? did she say that? I think she said it on Jackie Schimmel's podcast. Love Jackie Shimmel. Oh, when was that? When was that, Lizzie? <laughs> like somewhat recently. Oh, it was recently. Yeah.
1: Um, I know exactly what phone call she's talking about. It would 100% not. Uh, cover her in terms of betrayal whatsoever mm. and I actually remember the phone call and this is when I knew she was a really uh, scary person to call a best friend. I knew she was recording the whole time. Oh, The way she was talking being super careful saying mm. certain words. I'm like, bitch you don't <laughs> talk like this. I know this shit is being recorded. Right, so, right, right. So then I acted accordingly. Oh, smart. Okay, good. So, I mean, if she wants to release... It's very funny after everything she's done, she would want to, like, release something to clear her name. Like, just move on. Sorry, wait. I actually have two more questions about this. <laughs> uh,
0: honestly, I'm just really curious. Yeah. So you guys were sharing an apartment at the time. Yes. How awkward was that? And, like, how did you guys move out? And did you see each other? Um, It, wa- it wasn't that awkward because
1: I avoided the apartment like the plague mm-hmm. and I was staying at my boyfriend at the Times house. And then at a certain point, she ended up texting me, being like, "I'm fleeing to Pennsylvania to my parents' house. Mm-hmm. Like, I, we, I don't think we should be in the same apartment." Got it. So then you guys were
0: able to. Park I mean, peacefully. I think
1: I think there was like one night before she left for Pennsylvania that I think we were both home Ooh. and we're both trying to like talk shit on each other, <laughs> <laughs> and our rooms are like five feet away from the each tension. other. That it was like. Yeah, but for the most part, I avoided the apartment.
0: Okay, and then you took some time off. And one of my favorite things, because you and I have spoken a lot about this, is you really like you were dead silent. Yeah, and you released, like a couple. Was it an Instagram story? Um, yes, of me talking.
1: <laughs>
0: no, I, I already know. Where no, we're and going. by the way, I totally understand being like you just needing to get something out. Yeah. No one's hearing from you. like, we were like, what is so, so, so Sophia? We've heard so much from Alex. Like what's going on with Sophia? And you released this like twisted video. Like. It was, it was,
1: I, I remember I'm like pale white. <laughs> I like as pale as this wall. I'm sitting on the carpet of my mom's bedroom. Right. I have been bawling my eyes out for seven hours. Mm-hmm. And um, I am like told by like my team you need to put out a statement. Yeah. Now is the time, and I'm like, I don't want to. I really don't want to. And then, and then I'm sitting there being like, I want to say this, this, and this. And my team is like, So you're not gonna say any of that. Mm-hmm. You're actually gonna say this script. And you know what's crazy? For how shitty that video was, would you believe me? I told you that was like the
0: 99th <laughs> like try. Oh no, I believe you. <laughs> By the way, and so do you have time hop? No. You don't. What is that? Oh my god.
1: Sorry, I'm not, how old are you, 33? I mean, sorry, I'm sorry, 23 is what I meant to 33? say. 33? I was going to say you're younger than me. I'm 27,
0: I'm not that much younger than you. Oh, you're only
1: two years younger. Yeah. Okay, I was about to say, I can't keep up with the time. Well, actually,
0: TimeHop is like really like an old people Oh, app. it is? Yeah, so it's basically just an app that you connect like your Facebook, your Twitter, all your social media, your photo album on your phone, and they show you what you were doing this time last year. You get you check it every day, so it's like, today, last sounds year. sounds like
1: a very millennial, okay. I mean a very Gen Z thing. So
0: for me, like, I have had my my, my phone for so long, all of my, like, apology videos, like a couple days a year when I go back in time, it's like, Oh, on this day you were apologizing. <laughs> and my apology video is like so ugly and heinous. And like, I was so fat at the time. Like I just want to die. And I had this mole on my face. Like I was going to ask if it comes up in your time hop, but no,
1: um, I haven't seen, I mean, it would show up on my Instagram memories. Right? Yes, it would. I haven't seen it yet, but like, it might be coming. up. I have a reminder of call her daddy and barstool and shit every day yeah of course so like I'm kind of just numb to it I just exited out and like go on my merry
0: way so then you launched Sophia with an F I've listened to a lot of episodes it's so good thank you so much it's so good thank and I'm sure so it was much. so hard because just like everyone was wanting you to fail mm-hmm. but you just came out guns blazing and you really changed the type of podcaster that you are Yeah. and what I think is so cool about you I was looking through your podcast episodes and you have two episodes in a row one is an episode on mental health your anxiety is lying to you the podcast uh-huh. from the next week fingering a lost art <laughs> You just, you can do both. Yeah. And why did you feel the, ne- the need to do a content shift when you had so much success with Caller Daddy being like a pretty much sex only podcast? Um.
1: A, I got older. B, I went through something very traumatic and I think mental health became a real focus for me because I had to. Um, and C, I think that we were just, I think we were limiting ourselves I mean, we were on the Call Her Daddy show and this was now my chance to be able to branch into whatever I want and especially because of the show is called Sophia and the Neff, it's like, I'm just going to talk about whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. Mental health, sex, relationships, what I ate that day, you know?
0: Yeah. And I, I like i like it. I like it too. Thank you. Um, And also what I like is it's really hard to host a podcast by yourself. Very. I think that extremely. I'm the most talented person in the world, and I could never. Like, I'm so grateful, Jackie. I have Jackie, and I'm sure Jackie's mm-hmm. grateful she has me. Um, and I know you bring in some people sometimes, but most of the show is you. Mm-hmm. How do you do it? Seriously, like, step by step. So
1: so when I first launched the show, <clears throat> excuse me, that first episode, I really – I had to write a script. Oh, of course. There was no – there was just no way. And I, there was, like, legal shit going on, and, like, there was just no way – and so I kind of kept that format for a while. And then I just found myself feeling very not natural, boxed in. I couldn't, like, I wasn't being as funny as I normally am because mm-hmm. you're not off the cuff, mm-hmm. you know, all those things. So then I started to just be like, okay, I'm just going to write down bullet points of what I want to cover and just go that way. And that's what I've been doing. Granted, there's a lot more editing because I'll go off the ball to the wall and, like, say some things that are inappropriate and, you know, whatever. Um, but that's kind of how I've done it um, It's somewhat pre-planned In that I I don't just hop on the mic and go And that's
0: impossible No,
1: no, 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 exactly um, I've also, though, integrated my cousin mm-hmm. Whose name is also Alex, which is I, hilarious I know um, And I'll have her come in a lot as well That's nice Yeah, to bounce off of, like a Jackie. And so
0: do you think when and if you moved out of Utah Like your content will change at all?
1: Um, ooh, that's a really good question. I like think more
0: guests I
1: think yeah i th- I think absolutely more guests, and I think it will just evolve the way that I'm evolve once I'm back here
0: mm-hmm. if that makes
1: sense, you yeah. know just like my best version
0: can I ask you a question Uh because I feel like you know every podcaster there's haters whatever and people who have legitimate critiques and I think a critique that we get a lot that I think you get a lot too is people finding our voices annoying like vocal fry (laughs) we get that all the time and it's like if I could change it I would sorry I was born this way like wait I don't find yours annoying at all mine sounds like
1: I'm like crying (laughs) <laughs> like, it sounds like I'm whining, cry- everything's a question. <laughs> yes, you, Why? Did you do that? <laughs> Like, I, I, yeah. Does that bother you? I mean, does it bother me that my voice is like that? No, 100%. that people, like that, that
0: critique. I had to get over that within three months. When people podcasting. say such horrible things about you when you get canceled, it actually takes a lot to offend <laughs> you moving forward it's so fucking true. I wish the worst thing people said about me that was that my voice was annoying. Oh, me too. That's, <laughs> so,
1: that's when you know our cancellations were so fucking bad yeah. is because that is like, whoop,
0: that yeah. doesn't even affect me anymore. Literally. you know? Um, What's your philosophy on, cause you, I feel like before Call Her Daddy, you weren't super active on social media. Like the podcast was your job. Mm-hmm. And now that you're very much like an entrepreneur and the podcast is fed by the Instagram followers and you have a whole page for Sophia with an F podcast, you post a lot more. And I'm curious what your, cause I'm very pro this particular topic. What is your philosophy on Facetune?
1: Ooh, I used to be all about that. Um, I'm not against it. I think it's like, so basically with like Instagram stories, every single one used to have a fucking filter on Mm -hmm. it. Now I try to never do that. But I think if you want to throw on a little bit of FaceTune here and there, who cares? Who
0: cares? Who cares?
1: I just,
0: I love it. (laughs) I'm obsessed. I don't think I've ever posted a photo that wasn't FaceTuned. That wasn't FaceTuned? But that's because, that's because I'm a deeply insecure person and I own it. Like my actual Instagram bio is, this is a FaceTune fan page. Like, So just know everything you're seeing. I'm giving you the the precursor, Uh disclaimer, this isn't real. (laughs) And I think that's fair. I, I like to mix it up.
1: And I like to mix it up because of my insecurities and hear me out. I'm terrified that I'm going to start showing up places and people are going to be like, "That is not what she looks like." You look exactly like your. Oh, that's pictures. so nice because when I first, you do. when I first
0: went out on tour, I was like, "This is the first time people are seeing me in person," <laughs> and I had like a whole thirty minutes in the beginning. Like, I know you guys might not not know who I am, but like, I'm the girl from Instagram. Like, I look so different, and I don't even care at this point. Like, I literally you look care exactly lies. the same. That's so so nice. I don't know if you don't know how to use Face. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, nobody on the planet knows how to use Facetune better than me. And okay, if there was a competition, I would win.
1: Okay, well you i don't think you're you're not taking it
0: way too far can i ask you a question Mm -hmm. first of all are you single
1: i'm kind of working things out right now
0: okay because first of all i imagine it's quite difficult to date when like oh i'm i see this girl on hinge Sophia. let me look her up like Uh i imagine it's difficult to decide who to go out on a date with
1: wait what do you mean by that
0: like okay let's say you you meet someone on hinge and you're like hi i'm sophia i don't know do you use hinge I don't. I'm not on any any dating apps right now. Okay, let's say. Okay, you got to a bar. Okay, and you meet this really handsome rich man. Okay, and you're like, "Hi, I'm Sophia." So two you, days ago, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you put your number in his phone, Sophia Franklin. Mm-hmm. And are are you thinking at all? Like, is he going to Google me? No. Okay, I don't mean to put like <laughs> in your head. No, 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 I'm just no, so no. insecure. I'm like, oh my no, God, what are because
1: they-? I, I don't think what they would be able to Google is like bad enough that like it would make a dude not want to go on a date. That's and also true. we're talking about like men. We're talking yeah. about pe- we're talking about human beings with penises smart. Yeah. usually. Like he doesn't care what it says about me on Google. He cares like what I look like, you know, of- naked, of course. Yes. I mean that's really what it comes down to. So
0: are you open, because you put so much of your relationship out there the last time. Uh-huh. Is that something you will never do again, or will do again?
1: <sighs> I haven't decided. I think that now that I own my own company, it's not as risky to do it's something not. like that. It's like, you know, what, is Dave Portnoy and Barcelona going to, like, come after my boyfriend? Like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think I'll be more careful. Yeah, You know? And, and I will be more careful with... Um, but I mean, at the same time, like I didn't. It wasn't really me who told anyone anything. It was my ex co host, my ex best friend,
0: right? And you were you weren't publicly saying who he was, right? He no. was a pseudonym.
1: I never said who he was, and I really only revealed details that I felt that he would be okay with people mm-hmm. knowing. She kind of took all of the the shit and ran with it and told got everyone. It, got it. So it's kind of like you know. I think this next time, like I would be open to letting people know. Who I'm Do you dating. still talk to him? yes
0: okay are you guys on good terms (laughs) yes we are okay that's nice
1: yes very good terms
0: um okay so before i wrap up i just want to say you've been on quite a journey yes you've definitely come out on the other end and i think you've come out now like with a like i I think a lot of your podcast episodes are surprising i don't think people would have thought that this is where you would have ended up but it's such a more like mature well-rounded podcast and you could really tell like you put your whole ass into it like you really are out there just like doing fingering and doing anxiety and mental health (laughs) and I just think that's extremely cool because I think obviously why people were always so drawn to you is like you're super funny and you know you say crazy sex things that like people are thinking but never will say out loud and there's so much respect for that but now you're also like changing like flipping the script a little bit yeah and thank you so much how long has it been now since your podcast came out
1: um a little bit over a year I want to say and it's doing really well it's doing really really well um, you know sometimes it Plays with my head a Little bit because I Did come from the Biggest podcast in the World mm-hmm. so that's like Another thing that you Know I kind of carry With your me, frame of Reference yes but However it's doing You know incredible It's top 1% of Podcasts just like Yours and, and the Reception has
0: been Really really positive Really really the good sleuths. The sleuths, Am I saying that Correctly the Yes the, the Sloots Die for you
1: The Sloots and you Know a lot of the People that used to Listen to the old Show yeah call her Daddy like a lot
0: of Them are now a few Than F people so. yeah Because there's a lot of the same magic mm-hmm. that was there but you're also evolving which is always good like when you yep. have, when you're on the internet for a long time like you can't keep doing the same thing you got to evolve you got to be different grow up mature because your audience is a lot of them like the same age as you and so you're all growing up together yep 100 percent yeah 100 percent um, well, I love you. I'm so you're so funny. I'm so glad to finally have met you in person. You too. I like want to like go out for drinks one night. Jackie, I, can, I can feel something. Well, I told you that we're going out tonight, and maybe you should move your flight. Now that we've connected, you <laughs> yes. see, I'm like cool. Like I think maybe you should move your flight. Just think about it. I will. And Jackie is so mad that she's not here. She's literally like she listens to your podcast all the time. I, was,
1: I love her so much. And obviously,
0: she's so pregnant. She just like can't risk right seeing course. people, especially someone who was on an airplane five minutes ago. I haven't seen her <laughs> in like a month. Um, so I just wanted to part to you like she loves you keep doing the work that you're doing thank you
1: so much and jackie and i will film
0: something yes for sure. definitely but that was sophia with an f and claudia with a c if you want to hear more from <laughs> sophia her podcast is available everywhere claudia with a k no <laughs> <laughs> her podcast is everywhere right spotify itunes all the places sophia yep. with an f and then you can follow her on instagram at sophia franklin yep sophia an f franklin the y Oh, I like that. Okay, yes. maybe you should change the name so people don't Franklin the <laughs> Why you to like? your podcast. Oh, I should. Yeah, that'll really confuse people. people. Be like, oh, this it'll is be so Sophia annoying. Yanklin. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, follow, listen, subscribe. Thank you guys so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we're back tomorrow for another episode. Goodbye. Bye.